is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. show is about your calls. When you call, we put you on the air. About whatever you want. Otherwise, we'll talk about things that are kind of interesting to us. And one of those, uh, one of those stories that we've been covering is the one involving my uh, tenants in their couch. Uh, there's a new update on that as of today. And I think I mentioned, uh, I think it was last night's show that we we became aware that something was amiss when it came to uh, the courtroom situation here in Keene, New Hampshire. We reported it toward the end of the program. The allegations that the judge. Uh, the so-called judge, uh, Mr. Burke, had rescinded the cameras, uh, ca- the ability for people to have cameras in the court. And today we did a little more digging, found out what the actual situation is. It's not that uh, cameras have been completely banned. It's just that the judge is no longer allowing multiple cameras in the court. Okay. So as you know from uh, from this program, we told you that a few weeks back... There were some changes that happened in the court because of uh, some of the civil disobedience activists here, particularly Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. He uh, promised the judge that he was going to be going into the court and he was going to pan his camera in the court no matter what the judge said and possibly uh, possibly facing arrest as a result of doing that. And it was that day that the judge decided to change his policy about cameras and allow panning in the courtroom. And it was that same day that the judge also allowed multiple cameras into the court. Then the next time people went into this particular judge's court, he also allowed multiple cameras in. So it seemed to be a consistent new policy that anybody who brings a recording device would be allowed in. So all of a sudden, uh, today, or yesterday and today, we discovered that things had changed, and it's because uh, Mr. Burke has issued an order... And in this order, and presumably, presumably he's ordering his minions, the people that work at the court, the his subservient uh, associates that he works with there, the guys, the, the bailiffs and, and yeah, such. Yeah, the bailiffs and the clerk and those people. He is ordering them to mandate what they call pool coverage. So it's basically going back to the situation that it was before, except now with panning. So still, the, the things have moved in our direction. They've just taken a step backward toward uh, totalitarianism. Uh, in that the, the, the one camera that will be allowed in is allowed to pan, whereas before it was only one camera allowed and they couldn't even pan the camera. So still, technically, we've gained a little bit of ground, but we've also lost some as well. And so basically what he's saying here is that uh, no, you can't bring your own camera in. Only one person can bring a camera in, and then anybody else that wants to get their hands on the footage is supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to coordinate that. So, for instance, hmm? why does it matter how many cameras are in the courtroom? Well, according to his order, he says that. I'll just go ahead and uh, give you an excerpt here. The court has received at least two requests for access to the courtroom for purposes of creating video recordings of the proceedings in this case. Furthermore, the defendant's arraignment, there were at least three video cameras observed to be operating. The court considers this to be disruptive of the proper and orderly administration of justice. Orderly. Accordingly, the... Justice. 
the court, it's disruptive, apparently, to have multiple video cameras. So there you go, Julia. Did, couldn't you tell uh, from the footage that those cameramen were hooting and hollering back there? And That's what I was going to say. What I don't understand why it's disruptive. Are I, they no, I don't really. And... I don't understand it either. You know, what I might maybe suggest is that I could see that if all of the people that wanted to bring in cameras were contacting the court and asking for permission, that could become a bit of a bureaucratic uh Snafu could be a bit of a problem where they're having to deal with all of these different requests and having to approve and all of that. Whereas if you just show up with the camera and try to get into the court with the camera, you haven't burdened the court at all. You're just showing up with your camera and you're getting into the court. So I think that might be a helpful situation if people were to just show up with cameras instead of calling to ask the court, because this is apparently a confusing process for the court, allowing multiple people in with cameras. So the judge has exercised its discretion. That's not what I'm hearing from um, this. I'm, I'm hearing that he's saying that uh, too many cameramen uh, cause a disruption. I'm trying to give him a benefit, uh, the benefit of the doubt here. It could be disruptive in that in advance they're having problems. Because the actual disruption the day of is non-existent. The, the cameramen go into the court. They are very nicely told where they should be. They go and they quietly set up and they record and then they leave. So nobody disrupted anything. But anyway, the uh, judge has made his ruling, and he has issued his order, and that's how it's going to be, apparently. Uh, however, some of the activists are not too pleased with this. I am one of them, because I think that there's a problem with this uh, this pool requirement, which essentially says that if WMUR, the main television station here in New Hampshire, was to show up, and Cheshire TV, a public access channel, was to show up, and a couple other people were to show up, and they all wanted to get footage of one particular trial, and let's presume these are all entities that are actually in competition with one another, you know, some level of commercial competition. Well, if they all have to pool their coverage, that means one of those people will be selected. So perhaps the WMUR, since they're the big boy, they'll be selected and they'll, they'll have their cameraman allowed to come into the court and record while everybody else is prevented from doing so. Well, they're supposed to coordinate with everybody else to, to where they will have to get a copy of their footage to all of the other entities. Now, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com says this is typical in government courts. He's used to this, so he doesn't care about this. He's not going to be protesting this decision by the judge. So he's out as far as going and making an issue of this. However, I still think it's problematic because what if you're trying to get a story to your listeners and your viewers and you're sitting there waiting on whatever the agency is, whatever uh, your competitor essentially is taking who knows how long it will take them to process the video and put it up for, uh, for download. I mean, back in the, the old days, you'd have to pass around a tape. At least today, because of the Internet, you could take your tape and you could uh, essentially rip a copy of the tape to a computer, put it up on the Internet, and possibly have it for download. But even then, you're not going to be offering a full-quality file to everybody else. So if you're talking about full-quality, you're talking about an incredibly large, multiple-gigabyte file. So it's more possible to distribute this today than it was 10 or 20 years ago. But still, it's going to leave those people that aren't the selected ones out in the cold until whoever it is that was selected to record the footage happens to feel like giving the footage over to them. Well, I, I, I agree with you that is, this, this is less than optimum. However, I, I'm, I'm sort of with Dave Ridley that this is you know nothing unusual, so not worth getting too bent out of shape about. But I can also see a, an additional problem in that... Uh, 
you know, a, the the cameraman who's working for whatever um, agency out there, whatever uh, organization, isn't going to necessarily take the footage that another cameraman would. It's a creative problem. Yeah, it's a creative problem. Yeah, um, and, and somebody who's a videographer should have a real problem with this because – I could come in and I could have my camera set in a widescreen format and I could be shooting in a widescreen format, whereas WMUR might be shooting in a, a 4 by 3 standard, uh, you know, older television style format. What if I have creative differences with that? What if I don't want to air that? Uh, what if they pan their camera in a different way that I would pan? What if they zoom in or zoom out in a different way that I would zoom in or zoom out? So there are creative differences uh, that, that come into play here as well. And that's an insult to those videographers. And in addition, it's just it's an insult to anybody that wants to be the media. You're being told that, sorry, you don't have the right to be the media in this government courtroom. You're going to have to bow down and obey these arbitrary uh, rules and demands that we've made up because, well, having more than one camera is disruptive to the justice, uh, the administration of justice. What if there are a hundred people who wanted to uh, set up their cameras in the courtroom? Well, if there were a hundred people, they'd probably have to move to a new courtroom because it'd be standing room only in there. Well, I mean, be, if there were a hundred people in this particular no, no, court, they don't have more than cameramen. I know if there were a hundred people that wanted to come Fine, to this what if trial. Twenty. I think that anybody that wants to bring a camera or a recording device into a so-called public trial should be able to. Just ask. Freedom of the press and all of that, you know. So, so what's going to happen? Well, it, well, here's another point. Uh, they've decided to apparently delay the trial that they're demanding that I go to as a result of all this. So those of you who've been hearing us talk about this trial they want to force me into, it was going to be on the 29th of October. Now it's been moved to the 14th of November in the afternoon. So it's at 1.30 in the afternoon now. And the alleged reason for this is because they might, the uh, media needs time, uh, sufficient time to arrange the pool coverage. You know, I guess the government bureaucrats think the media people are as inefficient, slow, and bureaucratic as they are. So they've given us an extra two weeks, which is fine by me. It gives us more time to get, you know, get our ducks in a row. More on the way here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. Uh, we've got over 400,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And uh, as we were discussing during the break, there's actually been some changes made to the Free Talk Live BBS. It's very rare that any moderation actually goes on on the Free Talk Live BBS. Uh, in fact, when you join the forum, it does make it very, very clear that you're joining a virtually unmoderated forum. Very rare that any sort of moderation uh, happens in that pretty much any content is okay. There's an ignore button, so if you don't like what somebody's posting, you can click ignore, and you really don't have to be subjected uh, to what it is that they say. However, the ignore button has its faults, and one of the faults the ignore button has is that when you click the ignore button on somebody, if you're reading a thread, you cannot read what they're saying, and that's the intention. But the, if they post a thread and you're looking at just a list of all the different threads in the forum, you can still see their threads that they've posted there. So if they're posting offensive things in their the name of the thread, you cannot ignore those. I see. Plus, somebody who's brand new to the forum shows up for the first time, 
they see all these offensive threads and they might think but uh, offensive is really uh, I don't like that word because what the, do you mean? Your BBS is the most offensive place on the internet. Free Talk Live BBS, where all the trolls go. Right, really? It's like a BBS I mean, of trolls. It is. What you're doing... It's well, a gladiator it's, pit. It kind of is a BBS of trolls, which really makes sense because the, the BBS, the Free Talk Live BBS, there's really no banning involved. In fact, things that other uh, websites, other internet forums would ban people... Um, that we typically don't ban people for. And lots of people come to the BBS and say, I've been banned on every other internet forum except for this one. It's true. I mean, I, I'm pretty proud of the fact that the, the BBS is virtually unmoderated. However, there is that uh, qualifier there of virtually, which means that there is a possibility that you could be banned. We have banned people for coming in and spamming, uh, you know, coming in with big Asian penises or whatever it is that the you know that they're putting in there and that's just uh, un, you know it's just not necessary they're not trying to have a conversation with anybody they're trying to promote a website or something like that and they post the same thread five times throughout the forum but uh, I just don't like the idea of you banning offensive stuff because all you're specifically talking about is one brand of what could supposedly be offensive, which currently the brand of the day is racism. But it's what been about that way all the from day porn one. on the BBS? There are lots of people that would find that offensive, and you don't have a problem with that. It's it's been that way since day one on the forum. The no racism rule has yeah, been there. Yeah, but you haven't really enforced it, so. Uh, it has been enforced, and Once it, it, a wasn't, year. it wasn't enforced recently because I was caring less and less about the fact. I just didn't really care about the drama going on there. However, some people did make it clear that uh, that it was um, it was problematic, and I and I understand where those people are coming from, and I agree. It's just that I just didn't want to have to deal with it, and so we've come up with a solution, which I think is pretty darn creative at helping people deal with this, which will avoid banning people. It's a The solution here is to try to avoid your rolling your eyes. I don't really understand what, why you think this is such a bad idea. Mark, you say you think it's a good idea. I think it's brilliant. The, the amplifiers uh, have been praising it quite a bit, and so it's actually turned into another amp perk. And I like the to- idea of amp perks. Uh And, well, I'm an administrator, so it doesn't matter, but I'm also an amplifier, and I can totally appreciate all that. But I just, I don't know. I don't agree with the, like, offensive material bit. So you think that uh, that people should be able to just post the N-word all over the BBS and nothing should be uh, done about it? Well... They only do that when you guys get your panties in a no, twist. No, they about don't. It. They were doing it for weeks and weeks, and no, it never stopped until finally I said, you know, cut it out. And then one of the parties decided to stop. So then we instituted a after I said stop, and it was stopped. Then we instituted this new uh, rule, which allows amplifiers the ability to control their th- uh, their posts, their threads, actually. So if you are a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can go on the BBS, start a new thread anywhere on the forum, and then anybody that replies to that thread is subject to you deleting them. So if they say something that you, for whatever Not reason... them, but their, their, their posts, comments. Thank you. If, if they say something that you don't think belongs in your thread... Because a lot of the problems with the, the forum has been that people will go off topic. That's not an offensive thing. It, I mean, not, not offensive in general, but, it's but an it is... But moderated BBS. I understand that. 
and now it's still in a virtually unmoderated BBS, except the individuals that are using it, who are amplifiers, have total control over the threads that they create. I and do shouldn't this. they? I mean, I, I guess I have some kind of uh, you know quasi moderator status. I don't know. I'm slightly better than uh, the, a regular BBSer, but uh, not as good as a moderator. And I go in and I delete people's uh, you know posts on my uh, threads that have nothing to do with uh, what's going on. I've done it before, and I, I think it's a great idea. Right. It gives the uh, the amplifiers the ability to control the sort of the demeanor of the thread that they're on. Because one of the other problems with the Free Talk Live BBS in the past has been that you'll start a thread with one intent. You know, you'll maybe be asking a question or talking about libertarian books or whatever the issue might be that you started the thread for. And then all of a sudden, the, the trolls come in and they derail the right. thread going this off into la-la land. Happened, uh, this happened uh, last week. There was some guy who, who came on and, you know, a newbie kind of introduced himself and, and uh, said, uh, you know, that he... Uh, you know, wanted to know what the amplifier forum was about, or excuse me, the amplifier, what, what amp money went to, and yeah, the first the first post was something that had nothing to do with it. You know, just es- essentially they went and they berated this guy. You know, drug him over the coals yeah. for asking what amplifier money was used for. And that's fine. by the time someone answered his question, he he hated us. Yeah, he and hated nobody us is because of the BBS. And nobody is proposing yeah, regulating that. Yeah, that was John that. Hansen. No, there was no proof of that. Nobody, uh, in fact, there was no no evidence whatsoever to point to that. That was just paranoid uh, kookery. Anyway, um, so so nobody is proposing that offensiveness will be banned or anything like that. In fact, this new policy. We've got a new policy in, in place where people that are doing racist things will not be banned outright. They will instead be demoted um, to the S-head status. We have an S-head status on the forum. You have to really push it to get to the point of being an S-head. But now, instead of banning people outright, they'll be demoted and given a chance to think about what it is that they've done. Now you think about good. what yes. you've done That's here. right. It's my sandbox, and I have said, and we have decided on these rules. And if you want to play in the virtually unmoderated sandbox... There are a few rules that we ask you to abide by. Just a few? Really? It's not a lot of rules. No racism, no spamming. I mean, that's pretty much it. So there. It's because I don't think it... If you're showing up for the very first time on the BBS... No threats of uh, no, no threats of violence. violence. That's another one. If you're showing up for the very first time on the BBS and you see all of this uh, hate being spewed just because a couple of guys wanted to F around with the moderators, then it could really... That's exactly why. It could really leave you a bad taste in your mouth. You might think things that you shouldn't think. And I know, Julie, you're going to say, well, they should should understand it's virtually unmoderated. What about porn, though? What if... uh, You can't see porn when you're just looking at the the list of the topics. Well, can I start a... A topic that says hot naked ladies all Absolutely. over the place. You better believe you can. Well, well, some people find that offensive. I don't really care about that. It's, it's my amp- forum. It's an amp perk. It's my forum, and I find racism offensive. I think it's despicable, and I don't want it in my. I don't want it in my digital sandbox. Porn, I don't give a flip about. This is naked people having fun. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So new policy in effect on the BBS. More on the way. It's free talk live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we continue here, and also want to invite you to visit our friends over at SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs uh, that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, SACL CAI. As we continue talking about, well, whatever you want, we've uh, begun, or actually last segment we spent some time uh, discussing the new bulletin board system, uh, I guess rule. There's really not a lot of rules on the Free Talk Live BBS, but we have now allowed Free Talk Live amplifiers the extra power to have uh, total control over what posts are allowed after they post on the BBS. And I know Johnson is on the line. Uh, you're the guy that came up with the idea, so all credit to you here, Johnson. You're on the amp line. Your thoughts. Right. And I just, you know, I, I know that there are going to be some people out there who are going to blame me and say that this is all, you know, well, racist speech and that that's what the, uh, the, the whole idea of this thing is. And I know you kind of attached it to that in your announcement that you made about it, but I don't. You know, when I came up with the idea, that wasn't really the intention. Um, and I, I, well, I do think that the racism that's going on is, is a bit of a problem, and I'll, I'll touch on that. I think some of the important points that you made are that I think what's really good about this is that people, the ampers, can keep their threads on track. I think that's the most important thing is that, you know, regardless of just racism and porn and, and trolling with whatever, there's also just a lot of, uh, stuff on the BBS where it goes that, that people will just intentionally derail threads. And I think it's nice, you know, a nice perk for the emperors that start their own threads to be able to keep their threads the way they want them to be and to have that sort of control. And it's not necessarily just about, uh, you know, controlling free speech, which I think another important point to be made is that, you know, would you allow some random homeless person or whatever, just some, uh, crazy person wander into your house and start screaming racial epithets and, you know, flinging their feces into the corner and doing whatever they want in your own home? No. Certainly and, not. You know, this, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a public place. You know, it's, it's open, but it's not a government owned, you can do whatever you want. Free speech should be the rule kind of thing. It's, you know, it's our forum and, and there should be at least some sort of decorum for to, to, to help bring new people in. Yeah, and there's not a lot of decorum at the Free Talk Live BBS. It's an adult it's a very it's a very adult place. You are warned when you come in there. There's no doubt about that. Julia was uh, raking me over the coals during the break about how uh, what's the big deal she says about racism and I, I said, Well, you know, it's a big deal to me, that's all, and it's my forum. Isn't that good enough of a reason? Right, and I think I think two other things that should be made, you know, the points that there should, there should be made about that is that um, one, the the one thread, I guess, there are two threads that people want to attribute with why I came up with this idea, and one is there was an argument over the uh, Free State Project a while back, which was actually a forum that I started, so I could have done, you know, if it, and I don't know if I put it in the hijack free zone, but. Um, about the FSP, and just some people were being very negative on the FSP, and then another forum that I deleted was, you know, 
I, I don't mind racist humor, jokes, whatever. I, I'm pretty open about comedy. Uh, you know, I like comedy. I like freedom of speech there. But when someone starts a thread titled The Countdown to the First N President, it's just blatant hatred. It's not, it's not, it wasn't, you know, meant to be funny. I don't know that it's, it's just meant to be offensive. Hatred, See, it's just nasty. I don't know. To me, that I don't really find that very offensive. I don't know. And I am not a racist person at all, but I just, words to me are just words. That's good. And, and that's Here's generally how. I don't personally find it all that offensive either. I'm not offended by racism, but there are people that are. But there and are people that are offended that by all kinds of things. I find it nasty, right. personally. It doesn't offend me. That's why I left it alone for so long when there was this uh, this glut of racism on the BBS where these two particular a handful of uh, people there were just posting as much racist nastiness as they possibly could just to see if they could you know, push the line and see if they could get into some sort of uh, issue with me. I left it alone because it was like, well, they're just, you know, they're just joking. I know these guys. They've been around. They're just trying to push the line. We'll leave them alone. It'll boil, you know, it'll boil down. Everybody will be fine. It'll go away. But it didn't go away, and I kept getting complaints. And I got complaints from more than just one person. And so I felt like, all right, you know, for it's every, gone far for enough. For every complaint you get, ten people stopped going to the BBS. That's a possibility, yeah. And it's, right. you know, it's gone far enough. And so I something had to thing, change. The other thing that should be mentioned is that, and I, I don't want to talk too much on it, but there is another show out there intentionally trying to confuse themselves uh, with. This show. Wait a minute. Is that and show still around? I think the host of that show uh, shot himself, didn't he? I don't know. He I killed himself and his wife. Around, it, I, that, that show you're talking about that essentially borrowed our, our, our name, which, you know, I don't care. Whatever. Go ahead and use right. our name. Try to try to be the uh, the more popular Free Talk Live if you want. But uh, these guys were essentially white nationalists doing a show by the same name as ours. And, yes, I agree with you. I certainly would not want to be confused with those people because the, the archives are still out there on the Internet. But the last time I did a search uh, and, and tried to pull up to see if they'd done any shows, they hadn't done any since that guy killed himself even though they had multiple hosts they probably could have kept it going it doesn't seem like they did um i haven't again i haven't checked it in several months but yeah you know karma came back to get that dude he ended up killing his wife and killing himself i'm not sure that was karma but uh i, I think, would say it I is i think there were multiple there were multiple co-hosts and i think one of them at least is still alive because i was actually i had considered debating the guy a while a long time ago and uh I had added him to my Skype because I was going to do an interview with that show and just sort of uh, kind of trash on, on racism in, in contrast with freedom. And uh, I have seen that nickname online, so I do believe one of their hosts is still kicking. Right. And but, I'd, uh, like, I'd like to point something else out about the, the racism rule on the BBS. This all again over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's not to say that talking about racism is banned. If you want to talk about uh, racism as an issue, that's fine. That's just a conversation. It's just, you know, the nastiness that uh, nasty racism against somebody because of the color of their skin, that sort of thing, that is just so dis I just find it so despicable and so distasteful. And there's no, there's no conversation to be had there it's just it's just hurtful yeah. to people small yeah it really is any other and thoughts again, Johnson? you know I, I think that the biggest the, the thing that should be left off is that that's not what this change is about you know and if this this change doesn't give amplifiers board-wide moderation powers no. in other words they can't control all threads they only only can control the threads that they created. Right. I think something happened with our connection there with Johnson. Thank you for the call. Uh, exactly. Oh, I'm not against amp perks. Like I said, I mean, I I think that amp perks are, are a good thing. I just think that 
uh, this is a little blown out of proportion. Why do you, um, I don't understand why you're saying that, because nothing was done for a long time, and the problem continued. We solved the problem with I a tiny change. I don't think it was change. really a problem until recently again. It had died down for a it, long time until someone got them all riled weeks. up again. You're talking about weeks No, recently. I'm not talking about weeks. I'm talking about a long time. It's been going on for weeks. The problem has been going on for weeks. I've been trying to ignore it because I just don't care that much. But some people do care, and I understand their concerns. It was the original reason why I created the no racism rule on the BBS in the first place, because I find it distasteful. I don't want people to think that Free Talk Live is endorsing such ignorant uh, behavior. That's all. Well, yeah. well, Free Talk Live doesn't endorse anything on the BBS. I understand though. that, There's Julia, and it's pretty. On the BBS. I, I thought I would hope that's pretty clear to people. But that said, it is out there in the open, and some people. It's just a matter of being well, concerned. One guy last week or the week before went on there, asked about amp perks, and by the by the end of the third, you know, the third uh, page of the thread was, uh, you know, hating us because of what went on. So, but his tone was kind of sarcastic and nasty. Did you actually read the whole thread? I didn't read the entire thread, oh. but um, it, you know, like he started out somewhat sarcastic, but someone could have answered his question. And then, you know, they, like, what's there to be sarcastic about? Instead, they you know, like, an throw rocks at him and, you know, but do, do all kinds of stuff. If you have an unregulated piece of land, it turns into a crap hole. Just yeah. go to a park in an inner city. If you have an un- unregulated BBS, it, you know, this is a great way to self-regulate. More on the way here. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control, bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we would ask that you become Free Talk Live amplifiers. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, we've been talking about how amplifiers have a brand new perk, which allows them to control their threads that they create on the Free Talk Live forum, uh, therefore making it so that they can't be hijacked in unfortunate ways that they might have not originally intended. Uh, plus, amplifiers get access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. There's a whole lot of other reasons to become an amplifier, and one of those reasons is to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country and get new Internet listeners on board with the program so more people can be exposed to the message of freedom and liberty. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. And again, that is amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Now, Mark, uh, you know, we actually haven't talked about old Cindy Sheehan for a while on this program. She's, she's an interesting character. We've had her on Free Talk Live in the past uh, briefly as a guest because, well, you know, the woman's got some cojones. She, is, uh, she has put herself, uh, she's put her butt on the line. She's been arrested several times for standing up for what she believes in. And I've got a lot of respect for somebody that's willing to, uh, to, risk, like, to take risks like her. And uh, so so there's a, a bit of an update about her situation today, and that is that in case you haven't heard, she is running for political office, I guess, out in California against the uh, – what, what's her name? The Pelosi woman? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. So but Pelosi, I think that's, that's over, right? She, I mean, she lost. It's over? Well, I don't know about that. I, I, she was – oh, that's right. She decided to go independent to run. I'm sorry. It does not appear to be over. She, she ran against uh, – she ran in the primary and then went independent. I see. Okay. Well – as I recall. So the allegations here from Cindy's blog 
now, I don't support Cindy for Congress. I, I think that she's just another statist. So politically, don't agree with what she has to say. But all that said, still an interesting lady and somebody worth paying some attention to. Uh, and here's what's going on, her allegations of what's going on in her campaign. She says, the past few weeks have been a little strange at Cindy for Congress, and I guess things that have been happening could just be coincidences or a run of bad luck. But the climate for the possibility of campaign hanky-panky certainly exists. Campaigns have been compromised since the beginning of campaign history. But these days, with legal warrantless wiretapping and political party conventions sponsored by AT&T and the constant call of all hail to my political party and obeisance to the bankers above what's good for our country, maybe what's been happening on my campaign isn't coincidental or mercury retrograde or whatever. Starting with the necessity of changing a light bulb in my hotel phone uh, or bugging my hotel phone at the DNC while I was out of the room, Cindy for Congress has had an increasing number of attacks. Two weeks ago, is she being paranoid or is this stuff really happening? Two weeks ago, we were begged by organizers of a radical music festival called We the People forbade me from speaking after having begged me to be there. An article in LA Beat said that the mayor of Los Angeles, Antonio Villarioso, was involved in the decision to silence my voice. Not only did we go down to LA at our own expense, but we also took an entire day of valuable campaign time to do so. The past, Sucks. the past week, though, has been incredibly trying. First of all, we had to file a restraining order against a former volunteer whom, in hindsight, or with hindsight, we now know was probably spying on us for the Pelosi camp. After we let this person go, his emails to us became increasingly hostile and threatening. After that happened, the taillights in our campaign mobile, campaign mobile were busted out. Uh, and uh, the campaign mobile apparently has Cindy for Congress signs all over it. Pictures of it were in an AP story. Toward the end of the week, four young men walked into our office, and they were acting quite suspiciously as they pretended to be registering to vote. One of our interns was helping them when I heard her yell, No! Stop! I heard an awful noise and ran out of my office to see the young men run off. They had grabbed one of our computers and beat our intern over the head when she tried to stop them. How awful. Our front windows are almost totally covered with signs and posters, and it would be hard to see what we have from across the street. We did, thankfully, recover the computer, which has sensitive material on it, and we're even more thankful that she's okay. After several days of harassment, I got home late one night to discover a jury summons in my mailbox, and I've been summoned to jury duty the week of, you guessed it, the elections. The final weird thing happened on Saturday night. We had scheduled a group of robocalls to go out at 10.30 on Saturday, excuse me, to go out um, Monday, October 13th. At 10.30 that Saturday night, we started getting phone calls and emails blasting us for sending out the calls at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, which is not only illegal, but extremely annoying. Yeah, that'd be awful. The company had approached us to donate 10,000 calls to us and then was charging us a small fee for the rest of the calls. 38,000 early absentee voters received this call and my office has been overwhelmed with angry voters who won't be voting for me now and some of the goodwill that we have been building here in San Francisco for the last year went down the drain in just a few minutes. Was it just a glitch in the system, as the owner of the robocall company claims, or overt sabotage of the campaign? Isn't it sad that we have to be so paranoid about all of this? To be sure, our office is in a rough part of town, but the frequency of the harassment is certainly intensifying. She says the stakes are high, and I have a feeling that they won't stop at anything to assure that the tyranny of incumbency continues. So, 
kind of interesting uh, allegations there. Maybe some of it was coincidence. Maybe some of it, maybe it was all coincidence. Or maybe people are really sabotaging Cindy Sheehan's campaign from the inside out and from the outside in at the same time. Is, is it, it possible? A, is it possible that, uh, you know, people that are in politics are managing to get their back scratched by people that they can benefit? I'd say so. Yeah, well, absolutely, and I, I figured it would be a good night to bring this up. It didn't seem like that uh, Nancy Pelosi was going to lose her sh- seat to Shindy, Cindy Sheehan to me, so as far as I'm concerned, any underhanded tactics by the Pelosi campaign are uh, very, very small-minded. Uh, you sh- Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it it, it's, it's awful. Cindy's probably got a little bit more name recognition than the average competitor in a political race. Sure. So maybe they felt threatened and they wanted to ensure that Pelosi would win. Um, but I thought this might be an interesting story to bring up tonight, Julia, because you had a bit of experience in the realm of running a campaign. And you have some idea. I mean, it was a little campaign here in Keene, New Hampshire. So and it was the most traumatizing experience of my life. What do you mean by that? It was terrible. They were calling me and coming to see me and harassing me at work. And Who's they? Uh, a variety of people, mostly media, and I say that with quotations around it because it was pretty clear who the media was voting for with the exception of Free Minds TV. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, I felt really uncomfortable during the entire thing. Well, and and they tried to make it so you would feel uncomfortable. As you might recall, if you were listening to the show back in 2007 when this all happened, uh, you may recall that there were some attack pieces put out against you. I mean, simply because you were running for office, the... Yeah, somebody went digging, pulled up quotes about me using LSD in the past on the, like, from Mm -hmm. a BBS that were several years old, um, and... I don't care if anybody knows that. Like, that doesn't make me uncomfortable. Right, but they but, tried to be yeah, as nasty as they possibly could. they tried to be as nasty could. as they possibly could, and that's basically what they could pull up on me, was that I did drugs when I was a teenager. Right, Ooh. and they spread that information, they spread that, that hate blog, uh, essentially, to as much of the local media and the, the doers in Keene as they possibly could to, you know, to smear you as much as, uh, as much as possible. Now, if you'd actually had a campaign in which they could have infiltrated and done some nasty things too they may they may have done that so who knows maybe because your campaign was so simple is one of the reasons why there wasn't as much um nastiness going on i mean we did have the uh, the attack blog and then there was also uh, what was that there was also another attack oh it was when the the government threatened you with throwing you in prison for three to seven years because you were offering to give your paycheck back to the voters yeah now, the government people in Concord would not have gotten wind of that if somebody hadn't sent them the an information. An anonymous tipster. Exactly. Who so, was most likely my opponent or one of his friends. Yeah, precisely. So they were doing everything they could to uh, to rain on your little political parade, and it's one of the reasons. It was some of those things are the reasons why you aren't going to go and do it again. You're not interested in uh, you know giving it another shot because of just the dis- just the nastiness of the political campaign process. Yeah, who who wants that? Who wants that for their life? Nobody does. I don't blame I don't blame her for it at all. And of course, since then I've become more uh, sort of attuned to the market-based activism. I'm even considering going and unregistering to vote. I don't know if that's uh, if that's possible. I don't know why. That that's worth the I don't know why you would waste your time. Yeah. Uh, well, the the reason would be to just to explore the idea. Russell Canning had gone in to, to try to see if that was possible, but they arrested, they arrested him. him. Uh, but that was not, it was on a different issue. It was on a child support. Just thing. saying. And uh, so they, it's they, just a waste of time. Yeah, that just seems like a waste of time. Well, Who cares? Well, the reason just don't vote. 
Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that, but the reason would be to make it very clear that you are opting out of the system. That okay, this I'm is out of such here. a dumb argument. Yeah. Look, you don't have, you don't get to elect people. It doesn't have anything to do with that. You have a vote. You either vote or you don't vote. They put politicians in, whether you vote or not. The idea of yeah, withdrawing from that, the Mark. system is a complete waste of time. Well, Why I don't know if I agree. These people. I don't know if I agree with uh, that being a waste of time. Hour two really is coming up. Prove? Well, we'll come back and talk about it. Hour two is on the way. Free talk live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. As, again, we launch here in hour number two, 1-800-259-9231. And the authors of The Quick and Dirty Guide to War talk about current and future conflicts around the world, as well as Joseph Simone discussing real-world knife fighting, all at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books, DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, Paladin Podcast. Dot com. Now, uh, I, I want to talk about schooling, uh, alternatives to government schools. I've got an email about homeschooling. Mark, you've got one about something that's completely different from homeschooling Not completely, uh, or yeah. a, a modification of the, the homeschooling movement. And uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, you wanted to go, I guess, into a little more detail on what I had said earlier about voting. I, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm really fed up with the entire system and I, I'm torn, Mark. I'm torn. I haven't made a final decision here. Like, I want to help people like Varen Swearingen. Varen Swearingen, the former Free State Project president. He lives here in the Keene area. He's running for state rep. And I like the idea of being able to go and vote for him because I know Varen is the kind of guy who's not going to initiate force on his neighbors. I know he's a really principled, liberty-loving dude. And so I, I like the idea of going and helping him out. But at the same time, if what I'm saying to the government people is, you know, show me evidence that an agreement exists between us and they can pull out the voting registration form, which, by the way, I did cross out the portion that, uh, that you know, that said that I agree to obey all your laws. I did cross that out and I initialed that, uh, that section of it. So it's very clear that I didn't uh, agree to obey their laws. So, like, 
I, I'm torn. I, like, I feel like I should pull out completely because the, the whole system and is so distasteful. You need to stop driving on their roads, and you need to start They're not driving a roads. registered car, and you need to stop. I am going to unregister the you car. You cannot be 100% principled. It seems to me like it's just a waste of time to go down to make the effort to get unregistered. Um. You're saying that uh, you don't think that it's okay to vote in their system if you're saying, you know, where's our agreement? But they, um, the the agreement that the system existed before you were born. So to uh, fight against a, um, you know, to, to to protect yourself from this system, I think voting is simply a form of, of personal protection. I, I know where you're coming from. We've had this conversation. Would love your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I still agree with you on that, Mark. I still agree that I'd rather have Varen Swearingen uh, going and doing the government thing than whoever his competitors are. So I would like to give him that. You know, that that endorsement to allow him to do that. But again, at the same time, I feel as though this this is a system that is attacking me. And uh, and I and I'm also because they're going after me. This is a system that's threatening to throw me in a cage over the my tenants having a couch in their lawn. And I'm telling them, hey, you know, I'll obey your uh, I'll be happy to pay your fine or whatever, as long as you can show that I have uh, agreed to your system. Now, they never they never responded within the two week time frame that I gave them to do that. So it's clear that they can't show those things. But I still feel like consenting to their process at some level does legitimize it and i don't know if i want to do that anymore i I feel really torn about this but even if you don't vote anymore that's still different than going in and making the effort to unregister to vote that's different well i actually find myself wishing that i hadn't ever registered to vote because part of that process was giving these bureaucrats my address information which they wouldn't have had otherwise and that might have made them made it a little more difficult for them to go through this whole process of coming after me of going after the couch in the yard situation that's ludicrous that has nothing it had nothing to do with it you think they went to the voter rolls to find out whose couch that was yes i do Mm -hmm. why do you think that uh, because that's one of the easiest ways to go about finding information is going but to the voters. But you own a I, I house and team. They can, I can find, find out, out your on the address. internet right now who owns this uh, the pro- plot of property across the street. I understand that, Mark. You can go down to the, uh, the the registry of deeds or whatever, and you can look there too. I do understand that. Uh, but the voting information is uh, anyway. I just feel I, I just feel like participating in the system is at some level endorsing it. But at the same time, I also am torn because I feel as though that I do want to help people like Varen out. And if I'm not, uh, if I can't vote for him, then what else can I do? I mean, I guess I could do some you know, holding signs for him or something like but that. But then you're but, asking other people to, uh, you know, and you're asking other people to vote in the system, and that's endorsement I'm not too. asking anybody to do anything. If you're holding a sign, you are. That's true. I see where you're coming from on that. I mean, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. And you've got to stop paying gas taxes too, man. Why? Well, because you're supporting the system. You're supporting the system. These people paved the roads. They took the roads away from Look, people. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I can uh, opt out 100. percent I'm not saying that. I never never suggested that. What I'm saying oh, is so that opt if out, I have, so opt out the part that might help um, other people that believe like you get into office. That's a good idea. But continue to pay your back gas taxes. Well, I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah, Mark. make yourself useless. <laughs> mm. Good idea. What did we move to the Free State Project for? So that you could not vote? 
Well, voting is uh, really pretty much useless. I mean, no, in the no scheme it's of not. Things. Not when you're talking about. No, I understand where you're coming from on a national level. Absolutely, there's no point in voting on a national level. But when you're talking about a, a race like uh, between Don Lincoln and uh, Jack Lawrence uh, in the the primaries over in um, another town here in New Hampshire. It was uh, sixty or ninety six yeah. to to one sixty one forty something like that. You telling me that doesn't matter? I mean, there were two hundred people that went out to vote. If you could have swayed thirty of them, I just you know it's just me just feeling disgusted with the entire thing. It's and I disgusting. Think that's how, no doubt. I think that's how it's manifesting itself. Is like ugh, I want to distance myself from it as much as possible. It's and that disgusting. Was kind of my mindset. Absolutely, there's I no doubt about it. I hadn't completely given it so up. So distance yourself by spending as little time in the city clerk's office as frickin' possible. Okay, yeah, I'm with you there. You've made some good points. And you know, the You've brought me back from the I, break. I find it I find it disgusting the whole voting process because there's going to be uh, you know, we played the Howard Stern uh, clip where the, yeah. the the people were going to vote for Barack Obama because he picked uh, Sarah Palin as his running mate. <laughs> I mean, those people had no idea what's going on in the right. political process and they're voting. And I'm disgusted that they get a vote and that vote yeah. has something to do with me and my life. I guess... I'll agree with you. However, you can believe I'm going to go out there and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. put my vote in to at least cancel out those people. I think what I'll do is I'll go and I'll write all rights reserved on the little signature area, which is what I did during the primary. So that that kind of makes me feel better because whenever I'm signing government documents now, if I ever sign one, I'll I'll write all rights reserved on it. It kind of makes me feel like uh, like I'm just, I'm rising above it just a little bit. But it's still so despicable and so nasty. Uh, anyway, I appreciate you guys uh, helping me out with that. 800-259-9231. We go to the amp line unscreened. Who is this? Uh, this is Ben in Portland. Ben, what uh, is on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to bring up uh, how Mark was kind of <laughs> lambasting you the other day about free market roads. Yeah. Um, basically, how he's by by trying to get you to give him all the answers, he's kind of trying to put you in the role of a central planner, and that's kind of the idea that we're trying to go against. So it, it's hard to be in that role to come up with all the ideas of how it would how it would work when we're trying to be against central planning. You know, like you're a radio talk show person, not a transportation engineer. Right. He's a he's, a he's a libertarian radio talk show host and um or, you know, free market or whatever term you want to use, and therefore he's an advocate of the free market system. He has to have answers for people. I I have an answer. It's that the marketplace will find a way to get roads built on a voluntary basis uh, using consent Instead of threats. I mean, that's how it'll work Hallelujah, out. Hallelujah, free market Jesus. That's the way the market always does <laughs> I got things, faith. Mark. I, I you got, can poke no, fun if no, you no, want. No, I'm poke, poking fun because you're the one advocating threats you've and coercion. Got so, you you've know. got faith that the system's going to work. And I, you know, I, I'm with you it's on some faith, cases. It's not faith, Mark. It's based on evidence. It's based on some evidence. It's based on sound economic theory, and it's based on evidence of reality. So, no, it's not faith. You're asking other people to have faith in what you have faith in. I'm asking other people to learn about the free marketplace and how voluntary interaction works and then apply that knowledge to their lives. They're not going to learn lives. about it unless you give them uh, you know, something to learn. You've got to give them ideas. To be I've given of ideas. A, to be bereft of ideas. Ben, I don't know if you had ideas, but hang on. 800-259-9231. I give ideas, and you don't listen to them, Mark. You still say you think that people need to be threatened in order for roads to be built. And uh, you, know, you can't possibly envision the different ways that it could happen in the absence of the threat of violence, in the absence of stealing people's homes from them. I think you uh, maybe uh, maybe move forward a little bit this week. You seem to be open-minded about it, at least. More coming up.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, click download. They're yours going back for an entire year right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. 800-259-9231. We go back to Ben on the amp line. Ben, you're back on Free Talk Live. What other thoughts did you have for us tonight? Um, just, I guess, real quick that... Uh... I mean, you guys are both intelligent, reasonable individuals, and I'm sure Mark respects Ian's opinion on some level. So the difficulty that Ian would have explaining how this transportation or free market road system would work kind of further proves the point that you take someone that you know and respect their opinions, and they still can't get across an idea of a bureaucrat or sorry, a free market road system to you just kind of shows you the curse that you have against central planning or having one or two or few bureaucrats planning something because they're not even going to have ideas that are even close to yours and they're going to be planning these road systems and taking people's land. So it's kind of the argument you might have against the free market road kind of further proves its point that it is a necessity, that it would be a better system and to limit it would keep technology from moving in those fields and would shift focuses towards taking people's land for roads, and maybe we shouldn't be moving past that. Yeah, I think that's one of the more persuasive points about bringing the marketplace into road construction because uh, innovation is just thrown out the window. Government has no incentive to innovate, and so who knows what kind of wonderful road technology we could have today had the marketplace been in, uh, in charge of it for the last hundred years. We could have amazing road surfaces that uh, you know that, that tires stick to really well, uh, but at the same time, snow doesn't stick to, uh, it melts off. We could have concrete knows? wheels and rubber roads. Whatever, man. Whatever would work best. The marketplace would figure that out. Cars by now. I mean, the possibilities are really endless. I'm not saying that's what it would be because I don't know, but I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, we could because well, Mahler Skycar has been around for a few decades, but they haven't been able to sell (laughs) their cars because the uh, the FAA won't let them. So we could have had flying cars in 1970. At least as I understand it. Ben, thanks for the call. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231. But as long as the government's in charge of the roads, uh, it'll keep being pretty much more of the same. Oh, wait. No, they've had real innovation. They put LED lights in the stoplights instead of the old incandescent versions. Boy, that's a really important change. That's pretty much the only one I can really think of significantly in the past uh, you know, couple decades. Um, I know that uh, sometime in my youth they came up with the little sensor pads sensor things. that uh, yeah. caused uh, stoplights to change. And but that's that was a great one. Yep, those are good ones. There was the uh, uh, you know Jimmy Carter came up with the idea that you could uh, not Jimmy Carter, but allowed the idea that you could turn right on a red light. That's good. 
So now I, take those ideas and multiply them times 100, and you can start to maybe imagine what the marketplace and the people in search of profit might have come up with in order to uh, continue profiting from their roads and competing and coming up with newer and better ideas. But unfortunately, we're now still dealing with the government tossing the salt all over the roads during the wintertime, which rusts out the bottom of cars. There's no reason why well, the cars have of, gotten better. Uh, a lot of the cars really don't uh, rust out anymore. Is that true? Yeah, the, new, the newer cars. So the cars other don't. side of the marketplace has sort of been working on solving that problem, yeah. which is which is good. And indeed, uh, I remember there was this uh, this video from Disney that came out in like the 1950s or something like that, which was kind of a, an, a really an amazing futuristic vision of what roads could be like. And a lot of it could be possible. In fact, one of their visionary ideas was that the cars would essentially guide themselves because of you know different transponders on the side of the sides of the roads yeah. and things like that. Of course, now we have GPS, uh, but that doesn't really guide the cars. It's not really a factor of the roads themselves as much as it is the technology that was uh, built sort of around the governmental road system. So, again, the marketplace technology is wonderful. GPS is uh, it's a lifesaver. It's an amazing technology. Uh, and th- the cars, of course, are getting even more technically advanced, computer-driven and things like that. But the roads are still just concrete and, uh, and pavement, and, and that's it. They could be more, but what could they be? It's hard to say. We can't really predict. They have musical roads in Japan. That's where the cars, uh, it's kind of like a little record player, basically, and that the grooves in the road yeah. match up to the, the tires as they're going over yeah. them to create so a tune. So while you drive, it plays a song, <laughs> which bizarre. actually would be really extremely mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, unless you like the song. And that was a government idea. But yeah. it's just, I mean, you can do all kinds cost? of things with roads, right? If you can make musical roads, who knows what you can make? Who knows? Indeed, that's the idea. We go to unscreen to the amp line. You are on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, it's Alex from New Jersey. Alex, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm having a little problem. Like, when I'm at a party or with a group of friends, everyone hates me because they say I always get political, and they don't like being around me because of it. However, I understand this, and I specifically don't bring up anything dealing with politics unless they do it first. So, for example, I'll be, you know, sitting at a a banquet or something, and some guy will make a remark about how gas prices are so high, or, you know, back then at the time when they were high. And I would say, you know, it's not that the gas prices are actually high, it's that the uh, the dollar has been devalued. And I'll talk about how the market works and inflation. And um, they brought up the topic of gas prices being so high. And when I try to explain why it's high, and I give them that answer. Everyone says, oh, you're getting so political, hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I, I don't understand why people don't want – they bring up this topic, and I add my two cents. But are my two cents um, too intelligent for them? I mean, I don't get what's yes. going on here. I have this – I sort of have a very similar situation. And to me, I do not talk politics whatsoever at all, ever. Um, if it comes up and somebody asks for my opinion – I just say, I don't want to talk about it right now because I find that it just makes my friends that are not like liberty friends that I have uncomfortable. And to me, it's just not worth it. It's it's like people get mad at me when I don't endorse one candidate or the other. They say, oh, who are you voting for? And I can't vote right now, but... um I would say I, I'm not going to vote for anyone because they're both more of the same. And, and I talk about how government's going to get larger no matter what. And then they just start, they throw their hands up in the air. They ask me a simple question who I'm going to vote for. 
I say I'm not voting for any of them, and then it's because I don't fit into that paradigm. They just throw their hands up and go, oh, I can't talk to this kid. Do you think it's unreasonable what he's doing here, Julia? I mean, he's not bringing the topics up. He's not spewing it over top of these people. They're bringing something up. I he's simply responding. I don't necessarily think that it's unreasonable. However, I can see how to the average person that sometimes it comes up as pompous. Like... So, sometimes. Well, wait, isn't it pompous to say, well, I'm voting for so-and-so. You're not voting. So I don't you're... disagree with that. And I don't think it's pompous, but I can see it. May... Sometimes I feel like you come off as pompous. What do you mean? Really? Ian? Pompous? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> can you give an example? <laughs> off the top of my head right now? I can. Uh, let no, me okay. Well, please, let me. Well, all you want to do is use guns and violence yeah. to hurt people. That's with you, Mark, and that's how I tr- uh, treat you, because you no, know but better. sometimes I am embarrassed when Ian throws in his political opinions around other people, because I, I, I feel advice. like you come off a little pompous to people who just aren't smart enough to understand you. Hmm. I've got some advice. Okay, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. I guess I'd like a little bit more of a, a better example, not involving you, Mark, uh, maybe regular people. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, they include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the Wiki, the updates, the live streaming, and more live streams, by the way, mean broadband, dial-up, and webcam, all for free over at listen.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. The IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through 12th, or at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, March 14th through 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. That's libertarianseminars.com. All right, we've got Alex on the line in New Jersey, and Mark, you've got some advice for him here, but let's just recap where we were. Alex, you were saying that sometimes you're at parties and you don't bring up issues, but when somebody else brings up an issue, you throw in a comment, which seems appropriate because they brought it up. So I understand where you're coming from on that. In fact, I've had similar situations with my mother. Uh, you know, They're bringing this up. You just comment, and then they say, well, why do you have to get so political? When, in fact, you're not necessarily even being political, and in, in, in that you're not endorsing a political party or one political view uh, over the other, with the exception of being... Because uh, my ideas are just so much different from what they want to hear. Now, my question for clarification purposes is, what kind of parties are we talking about here? Are we talking about like a high school party, or are we talking about a family get-together? Both? What, what situations are we dealing with? It's, it's usually when I'm at school dealing with the... Uh, uh, school administrators, or if I'm at a, uh, a squad dinner for my local rescue squad, 
you know, you will be sitting at the dinner table, and I'm the youngest person there. Everyone else is in their, you know, 20s, 30s. A lot of them have kids. So we're not even talking. Talk we're not talking about Alex hanging out with people in his age range. We're talking about Alex hanging out with people who are at least five, if not uh, five years, if not a decade older than you. Right. I don't really go to parties or have friends. So this could also be, you know, a factor of, well, Alex is 17. What does he know? That could be a factor here. Go ahead, Mark, with your uh, your thoughts. Well, like, um, uh, first, I would I would agree that to some extent what you're talking about is people that disagree with what you have to say and don't want you to say it anymore. OK. Um, and. You know, I mean, I can't get too excited about them, uh, you know, being upset by that. However, nobody wants to be preached to either, um, especially if they didn't want to hear it in the first place. So I think that it, one system that you might use is instead of, uh, you know, when and somebody brings up gas prices, for instance. So gas prices are, uh, have been going up for, you know, tremendously or something like that. Or gas prices are really high. If you make the statement, quickly that well you know it's not just the, just the gas prices because gas prices have been going up the re, in real and back down. in real value um, gas prices had been going up because of the demand from India and China um, but at the sa- same time it's the dollar so you say well not only that but the dollar's been devalued uh, ex- ex- uh, you know a great deal in the last decade uh, by our you know the central banks or something like that you you hit them with one sentence and then you let it lay there. If they want to know more, they can ask. Rather than giving a symposium on central banking and how we would better be better off, uh, you know, with a, a value-backed currency. Alex, were you giving symposiums or were you giving short uh, responses? Well, my my responses would be pretty much like maybe a paragraph in length, and then I'll and I'll just lend it end it, and then they'll I'll let them ask me questions and. But then at that time, they'll usually get angry. They're not, well, not really angry. They'll just get very tired with the conversation. Try shortening it from a uh, paragraph to a sentence. There you go. Uh, Julia, any thoughts well, for Alex? I'm not saying that it is pompous that you say your opinions or anything like that. I think that just the average person thinks of politics on a completely different paradigm. They're not... Like, yeah, I can't team, even have team. a political conversation with any of my friends because we are not on the same level of thinking by any stretch of the imagination. And it just and you're not being pompous me, by saying that, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm smarter than them. Okay. I'm saying we're on a completely different level of thinking <laughs> and, and, when it comes to politics. And for anyone politics. that can't see her hand motions, one hand is up here, the other hand is down here. Actually, one <laughs> hand is over here, and the other hand is over here. Uh-huh. I see. One's higher than the other. You can't deny that. No. What I'm saying is that they think only in the political realm of yes. what they're taught in most of my friends are in college. Yeah, so you're either Republican or Democrat. Exactly. You're either Republican or Democrat. And and the only issues that they know anything about is what they've heard on CNN about um, whatever the hot topics are that the politicians are talking about, which is health care, tax cuts, and, and whatever else. So I can't even have a discussion with them because we just we're talking about two completely different things. I'm not. I feel like when I, if I were to go into it, so much has to be explained because liberty Mm -hmm. is so new to people that I feel like if I get into it, I'm coming off as preachy. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. So what would you suggest for Alex? Don't talk about politics. (laughs) Just leave it alone? Well, 
it's a confrontational topic, and I feel like a lot of people it makes a lot of people really uncomfortable, and that's why I don't like to talk about well, it. Well, I understand that you don't like to talk talk about it. However, um, you know, maybe maybe nine out of ten don't like it, but you might find one out of ten that wants to have the that you know that that is ready for some of the information that, that you know that Alex can give them, and I think that it's a good opportunity to do a little evangelizing for uh, for liberty, and you know to. Alex probably isn't as concerned about his uh, uh, social persona, perhaps, as you are. I mean, you know, probably not. Alex, any thoughts? I just don't like to personally be uncomfortable, that's all. What would really happen is uh, a great example is a a teacher will uh, make a a sly comment about people who do drugs, and I'll just say, I'll just add in, well, just because they do drugs doesn't mean they're bad people, and then there's a whole big problem, and everyone gets mad at me, and it's it's just overall not good. But I think I'll just kind of not talk anymore. Well, Alex, I, I'm of the opinion when you're talking about school, teachers that that's go at them. Yeah. That, that's go something the ent- entirely different. Yeah, if you're talking I mean, about teachers here, the reason why they get angry is because they feel like they should be smarter than you. That's why. And if the they class be stood up, and the class yeah. kind of they're feels teaching like, you. The class feels like, oh, he's now he's, you know, perhaps some of them feel like, oh, he's monopolizing the time here or whatever. But the fact is, the teacher is going to monopolize the time if yeah. if you don't. You're not going to get out one minute before that bell rings, even if you're not talking. So um, right, and the teacher's monopolizing the time with lies uh, being told from an authoritarian sort of demeanor, like you know, I know and you don't, and here's the information, yeah. kids. So it's your obligation. I think you have an obligation to uh to sasson back in that particular case so i think it really yeah. i think the advice is- that has been given here depends on who you're talking to so if you're in a conversation with a teacher or another authority figure at the school or something like that you know let them have it because there's no real consequences there i am um, in complete agreement whereas with that. if it's a co-worker or a boss or if it's a, a friend that you want to make sure you keep on the same level that they currently are you'll want to be a lot more tactful and much more uh concise in what you have to say going back to what Mark Mark's suggestion was earlier with maybe a sentence or two, plant a seed, and then just just sort of move on. Or as Julia was suggesting, if the person's really a sensitive person, you know, just keeping your mouth shut and, and going on. But I like where Mark's coming from because if you don't say anything and you feel like you should say something, then it's going to be uncomfortable for you to if, – if you – Julia's saying she doesn't like to be uncomfortable, no. but if you're not saying something and that's making you uncomfortable, then you should say something, but keep it perhaps short yeah. like Mark would suggest. Well, like I don't have a problem with planting seeds, as you call it. I do stuff like that all the time. But if you go into – generally when you talk about topics of liberty with people, you have to really get – descriptive and you have to really talk about it for a while because it's not something most people have ever heard before so that's to me that that comes off or can come off as preachy and and when it comes to friends and stuff that i don't they don't know what my political beliefs are i just don't want and that i mean that has nothing to do with our friendship and i just don't even want that to get in the way there you go alex any other thoughts no thank you for the advice hope that helps thank you 800-259 teachers all the way, grill them. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, because it's fun to upstage the uh, the teacher. That's good stuff. And you know, people are listening. There may be some kids that'll give you some heat for it, but at the same time, maybe a couple quiet kids in there are just absorbing what you're saying. And you know, they may not say anything to you. You never know what kind of an effect you have when you're speaking in front of a group like that. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial a toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. And if you like the show and want to help uh, support Free Talk Live, we ask that you learn how to promote the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. A whole bevy of ways will be there listed for you, most of them totally free or very, very low cost. So head over to promote.freetalklive.com. Actually, in addition to that, we need you to go, and this is not listed on the Promote website, we need you to go to podcastawards.com, cast your vote for Free Talk Live in the political category, and I know we've been talking about, uh, we've been using the term politics, but I just, I hate that term because I don't feel like it it applies to what we're doing here. Uh, we're not running candidates, we're not uh, we're not engaging in the political process, we are not playing politics. Uh, but that said, that's the best category for us on the uh, the podcast awards. And so what you need to do for us, please, is go to podcastawards.com, scroll down. It's the third category from the bottom on the right-hand side of the page. Select Free Talk Live as your choice, and then go all the way to the bottom of the page. Fill out the very little form they have there. They just want your name and your email address, so in case they need to verify that you're a real person, they may send an email to verify that. They may not. It's a random process. And then you've, uh, you click one of the radio buttons, you click submit, and you've submitted your ballot uh, for today. And then, if you want, 24 hours later, you can go and submit another ballot. In fact, you can submit ballots every day from now and through, uh, I think it's going through November 6th. So if you miss it today, no big deal. You can go tomorrow and you can submit a ballot then over at podcastawards.com. Vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. If we win the 2008 Podcast Awards, that'll be the... Fourth. Fourth in a row that will have won. Yeah, that'd be a four-peat. And I can't tell you how important this is, so please, go, vote. I'm asking you. I'm begging you. Last year, I think that when we had our third in a row, there weren't too many other shows that had ever won year after year in a row. I think there was maybe one other show, and uh, so four years in a row, it's going to be hard for anybody else to beat that one. So we can use your help, podcastawards.com. All right, we continue. Lauren is on the line. Lauren Canario in New Hampshire on the AMP line. Hello there. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, so I was just listening to Alex uh, talk about attending dinners where people didn't want to hear what he had to say. Yes. And I'm just uh, wondering, you know, why would you want to go to dinner with a group of people who didn't, you know, care about what you had to say, who thought you were stupid or, uh, I don't know, too young to to come up with anything that they would want to hear? I mean, are these people your friends? Uh I I really wouldn't want to spend a lot of time with people who didn't care about what I thought was important or didn't. If I got excited about an issue, they didn't. They would just you know blow me off. That's, well, that he said sound like friends to me. From what I understood of what he said, and obviously he's not here right now to give us the details. But from what I understood, he doesn't have a lot of friends in his age range, um, so they're not really his friends in that they're in his age range. He described uh, his situations as being administrators, teachers at the school, well, and, and then a dinner. The, the dinner situation was, I think, probably either family rescue squad or the rescue squad. He is an EMT basically, or he's training to be an EMT, and uh, so he hangs out with some people that. Otherwise, they're his work. They're his work buddies. You know, they're not your real friends. They're the people that you work with, so you spend a lot of time around them. And so, when they go out to dinner, you might go out to dinner simply because it's something that you do as part of creating these work relationships. So, I I, I see where you're coming from there, Lauren. If 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 my 
uh, viewpoint is not welcome in a peer group, then they're not really my peers. But maybe these aren't really his friends in the first place. They're just people that he works with. But, but maybe he feels like he's he, he should go to these things, like that he has some sort of uh, unspoken obligation to go to these social events for the workplace environment. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, at the cost of your self-esteem, and, uh, I mean, I bet he felt pretty bad after people blow, blow them off. Uh, I have a solution, though, if you come to, if Alex ever gets to New Hampshire, I bet he'll find a lot more people who think the way he does. I bet he will, as a matter of fact, and a lot of them who are interested in uh, getting to know you a little bit and being friends. And I think it's great, the uh, the network of people that we have up here in New Hampshire, uh, people of all, I mean, various different interests. Uh, there's uh, there's so many of them. Inevitably, you're going to find some people that you really gel with. And there may be some people that you don't really like very much at all because, uh, you know, they're just getting more and more people here. Inevitably, not everybody's going to get along all peachy keen, uh, but generally, most people are really really friendly up here and we all get along pretty darn well and you know having those things in common right off the bat having uh, a having your belief system be very similar to other people that you know uh is really a helpful thing to i think help build a relationship on top of that base is that what you found being up uh, here? definitely since moving here uh the other thing is that people in general who are like open to new ideas have are like uh are more open to libertarianism and, you know, free market ideas. And so even if you meet people uh, in the Free State Project that don't think the way you do, they're, they're more open to your ideas than other people are in the general population, I believe. Yep. I'd say you're right about that. You know, I think that a, a healthy person has different aspects to their life, though. Um, I think, you know, for instance, I am a uh, – I, I volunteer at the fire department, and when I go and – you know, go to the fire department and do the, uh, you know, the learn the little stuff there and take the little training classes, and then they have their their fire department business. I I don't interject with uh, libertarian ideas as much as I might be interested in doing that sometimes, because I I just feel like uh, you know this isn't the time or place to uh, to get too uh, too deeply into it. And at the same time, I think a healthy person has to be able to talk about their, uh, you know, their moral beliefs, which is really what we're talking about with uh, liberty and, and libertarianism and that kind of thing. Is, is It's a moral belief. It's not so much a political belief. And so I think that there's a balance to be struck. Yeah, I think that uh, Julia brought up a good point that if you're taking uh, up uh, a lot of time, that people will get bored with it. But if you just interject like uh, a sentence or two and about morality, that. That probably goes over pretty well. Yeah, and then if they want to follow up with you and say, hey, what did you mean by blah, 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 and ask you for more clarification, then that's your opportunity to tell them a little bit more if they're asking for it. That way you're not sort of spewing on them, essentially. Right. Excellent call, Lauren. Any other thoughts? Uh, nope, nothing else. Always good hearing from you. Thank you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, Mark, were you suggesting I'm not a healthy person? <laughs> I, I, I think that I really do think that uh, you should get out and interact with uh, the, the regular public. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to call them normal people, and that would be calling you abnormal, however much I might right. think that you're abnormal. I know that you like to paint this picture of me as being this hermit that doesn't actually interact with regular people. And this picture had been attempt somebody attempted to paint this picture of me on the uh, the forum recently over the BBS, and I had to rebut them because it's just uh, poppycock and it's nonsense. <laughs> 
I spend all day long talking to regular people. They're called radio station program directors, people on the phone. I have no problem interacting with businesses, interacting with regular people. I have no problem interacting with those folks. I spent years in the retail profession. I am absolutely fine with interacting with members of the public. I'm, uh, I'm on the board of directors on Cheshire TV, so that's your little volunteer thing. You go to the fire department. I go to the board of directors meetings. And so, uh, otherwise, my time is spent doing, you know, that's business. That's what a good chunk of my day is spent doing. The rest of my day is spent here in the studio doing the show, which is also business. So I don't really have that much time for free time. So what free time that I do have, I spend with Julia. And when Julia brings, uh, you know, has her friends hanging out, I'm with them. And uh, generally, they do most all of the talking. And I'll interject a thing or two here and there about whatever it is they're talking about. You, I think you would agree, Julia, that I don't ever direct the conversation in this the same uh, th- this realm of, of issues that we're talking about here I don't do that um, so no. so yes mark I do hang out with regular people uh, in various different circumstances you have certainly gotten better about that and, and, and well, there has been a change. in Florida there has been a change um, oh absolutely and and most of it is has to do with you bringing friends over to the house yeah and, and you know that didn't happen and at me one point bringing and Ian I, out into the world I don't think I've made that comment since uh, there have been visitors to the house uh, a, a great deal more and but to say that uh, interacting with uh, radio that uh, you know program directors is interacting with normal people you're not that's not that, that's not it. Um, what I th- want uh, for you, and and you don't have to do this, but what I want for you is to have conversations that aren't about liberty and they aren't about making money. You're not trying to get something from someone. You're not trying to evangel- evangelize them, and you're not trying to get anything from them. You're just interacting, giving back and forth. Uh, I have found that I've, uh, you know, I've I've gotten a great deal out of and those you're conversations. Saying, you're saying and that I'd like that for you. You're saying those conversations can't happen with people that also love liberty. They have to be other people. Um, so, like, if I go out on social Sundays and we're talking about things that don't have anything to do with liberty, which is what frequently happens here, where a bunch of liberty people get together and they socialize with one another. Inevitably, liberty things do come up, but other things do. Uh, we do talk about those things. You're saying those conversations don't count because they're with liberty people? The people that are uh, most concerned about uh, liberty, they, they have a tendency to be very similar in a great many ways. They have a lot of the same interests. And so, yeah, I want you to expand. I want you to okay, see I'd like the you to colors explain to me, palette. I'd like you to explain to me how exactly to go about doing that we'll come back discuss it in hour number three this is free talk live you take control of the airwaves and 800-259-9231 is the number this november support the real libertarian support george phillies for president george wants uncle sam out of your wallet bedroom and gun locker this november send henry paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message vote libertarian in new hampshire vote phillies for president Donate at ChooseGeorge.org. That's ChooseGeorge.org. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will rejoin the conversation we left off in the last hour. First, going to go to the calls here. Uh, John is on the line in Connecticut. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. 
John, Connecticut, going once. John in Connecticut, going twice. Yeah, maybe we'll put John back on hold and see if his... Uh, maybe he was on a cell phone or something. We'll try him back. All right, so 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Uh, last hour, we are getting into this these allegations that you have made about me, Mark, and other people. Uh, because you make them on the show, other people believe them, and they repeat those same allegations. And the allegations, as I understand them, are that, uh, Ian, you're too insulated. You only hang out with people that have similar belief systems as you, and that's unhealthy that's bad. My counter to that is that uh, it's nonsense. I uh, I interact with people all day long on the telephone. That's my job. I interact with regular people that don't have the same belief systems as I do, program directors, receptionists, general managers at radio stations. I've actually had sit-down lunches and chats, very cordial chats with uh, my adversaries in the governmental system. But that's... So liberty or It's still talking about the issue and you're still defending, um, you know, it's still ta- talking about the issue of liberty and you're defending the position of liberty. M- much of those conversations are not talking about the issue of liberty. It's more just uh, friendly conversations. Uh, sometimes it, it goes to that. Uh, but my point there is that I can even have friendly conversations with people who are directly opposite of my viewpoint. Uh, also, uh, and as I pointed out, Julia has her friends that she hangs out with where liberty is not an issue that is discussed and I can, I'm very I'm fine in those conversations. Conversations. Uh, I'm on the board of the directors uh, for Cheshire TV, so that gives me the chance to get out with regular people and, you know, brush shoulders with them and talk to them, too. And I'd like to point out that I've spent uh, years of my life doing uh, doing sales, both floor sales at uh, at Kmart, uh, as well as uh, running cash registers. I've, I've had all kinds of interactions with the public. And for, for I mean, to, to even believe that I don't have uh, social skills or whatever is pretty ludicrous because you don't get to be successful without having the ability to deal with people on a, a social basis and being able to communicate with people. So the whole idea that I'm some sort of hermit that uh, can't interact with regular people is absolutely absurd. And I would like for you, Mark, to suggest, as you suggested, you said that you wanted me to get out with the... What? Well, you, I, I, can, I can state my position just fine. Um, well, I know you want to state your position. I'm recapping for people who are just tuning in. Mark said last hour, well, I still think, even though all that may be the case, I still think that you need to get out and talk to real people. So go ahead, Mark. Lay it on me. How do I do that? First off, I'd, I'd like to say that things are different. I have not brought up those uh, those points about you being a hermit. Uh, I haven't brought those up in six months. That's good. But you did suggest I was unhealthy tonight, which is why we went into you this conversation. You asked me. That's right. I knew it would be a good conversation, so here we are. You asked me, and uh, I, I said you know, what I would like to see happen. And I, w- I would like to say I've seen a lot of progress in this area, and I'm glad to see this kind of progress. Uh, you, you do get the chance to interact with sort of more normal folks that, that come over here and visit with Julia. Um, I I don't think that, uh, you know, talking to program directors and, and general managers and receptionists on the phone counts as anything other than learning how to, to better ply your trade. What I want for you, and it's just something I want for you, I'm not, uh, that's all. I want, I, I want you because to Because you believe I'm unhealthy. I feel great. I think that you would be more healthy um, if you, you know, sort of expand in this, uh, this one area. And I'd like to point out that Julia shouldn't really even count because if she wasn't with me, then I wouldn't be around those people. So it would be uh, – then I would only probably be hanging out with people with a, with a similar mindset. Well, Julia counts, and it doesn't matter why you're hanging out with the people you're um, I'm just pointing out, out I'm not making those efforts. She's hanging out with her friends, and I happen to be I around. I understand that, that to be so, and, and, but you have to deal with those people, and I want, that's what I want for you. But you're saying I should make some sort of effort to go and do something. So what do you want to suggest? 
Um, well, hmm? I, I don't know what to suggest. I would, um, but I would, would like to counter some of the things that you've said. I don't think that uh, Cheshire TV counts as much of anything, because although well, I don't you, think you're volunteering, firefighting doesn't count then either. Because the only reason that uh, you're, I mean, you're essentially on Cheshire TV, which is one of the ways that you use, and you use it as an example to purport liberty. So you can still go in there and take the the standpoint of I am the libertarian talk show host, um, and that's not what I do in the board meetings. It, it, you may be talking about some of the business, but I, I'll, you know, I don't think that you're interacting sort of as an anonymous, normal individual with another anonymous, normal individual. You need to give me some ideas here, Mark. Uh, get a get a gym membership at the YMCA. I don't like going to gyms. You asked for you asked for an idea. Well, you know, doesn't it have to have something to do with something I'm interested in doing? Take you a, know what I'm interested in doing, Mark? I'm interested in doing my radio show. I know. I'm interested in uh, socializing with people that I get along I with, know. and I'm interested in Julia. So I when I've got free time, I spend it with her. So now you're saying I shouldn't be spending my free time with Julia. I should be going over and meeting regular people at the grocery store or something like that. What? What are you? I mean, what? I'd like to see that for you. I didn't say what you should be doing. Why would you like to see that for me, Mark? Is because you're suggesting that I can't get along with people? Is that your suggestion? No, that is not What's a suggestion. What's the reason for this, I think that you, I, I think that you have um, you know, areas to grow, some muscles to build. What does that areas. mean? What, what Areas to grow in that I can't get along with people? What is it that I don't have I, muscles in? I, I can't relate to regular people? The, en- the enjoyment of talking to people? That, you don't the, think the, I the, enjoy the, talking the to people? Different things that they might talk about, uh, you know, be, be addressing subjects? I feel subjects. sometimes like you don't like enjoy talking to people that aren't of a liberty mindset. I have no problem talking to those people. I've sat with you at the bar, and we've talked with people about all kinds of different things, so I'm not sure I quite understand that. Is is there something wrong with me wanting to associate with people that have a similar belief system as me? What's what's wrong with that? Isn't that what most people do? They sort of select their friends based on certain compatibility factors? Doesn't that... Isn't that normal? Yes. Uh, However... Yes, and unhealthy. Should it be the only compatibility factor? I think is what remarks getting at. Would would you consider the the LDS people to be healthy, emotionally, modern people in their own way? I'm sure they feel great. Uh, then then you and I can't even like uh, this is the point is that you don't even understand where I'm coming from. The LDS people insulate themselves. They're by, insulated, sure. Uh, right. They, they they don't talk to anybody about anything else than you know the the LDS LDS lifestyle. Uh-huh. And I think there's sort of this liberty lifestyle you've got going on. And I want for you, liberty is my hobby. Okay, so that's one of my it's, hobbies. And it's your job. And it's my job. Oh, so, so my other your hobbies are, your job. are my other hobbies and in, and my priority in life is hanging out with Julia and spending Who, uh, time with her. Whom you met through the show and has the same political philosophies as you. So, so I, I'm just I'm just pointing out that you have this liber, libertarian lifestyle. That, What's wrong with that? I just don't understand what the problem there is. Nothing it's is not wrong. like I'm living on a compound like the FLDS. I can You're, interact regularly you with you people. You don't need machine gun turrets and the walls, dude. You've built them in your mind. There's nothing in my mind. I don't know what you're talking about. You I interact with regular interact people fine. With, I, I, I do it all day long. I've spent years of my life doing floor sales at Kmart. I'm I've done su- sales. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm not suggesting that you that, that when when confronted with a normal person that you uh, you know you know drag your knuckles on the ground and go. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not suggesting okay. that, Ian. So I'm completely adjusted. I can have conversations with normal people. You're admitting that now. Well, so you're you just look- saying I need to go and make more efforts to have conversations with people. Go out of my way to somehow to join a gym so I can go and. 
which, by the way, from if, would seem to me is mostly a solitary activity. I mean, you're saying, I guess, there could be some level of socialization. Doesn't seem the best option. How about something like, uh, oh, I don't know, what are some of those clubs that those old guys hang out at? The Shriners the or Liners, something? Lions the Club, Lions Club. Club. Would that be an option there, Mark? Go to the Lions Club and go join those? How about the Young Professionals Group? Oh, wait, that's I, business. We can't go to business no, now. Business. A young professionals can't group do any would, business. I think a Young Professionals Group would be good. And you, because you wouldn't be trying to ply your trade with most of them. It's but networking. I don't want to go anywhere that she doesn't want to go. Great. Take a walk uh, three times a week down Main Street. There's all kinds of people down there at uh, six, p- you know, at five p.m. Go go walk up and down Main Street and just strike up conversations with people. Believe me, you'll have things to talk about with people. You'll 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 come across people and and have things to talk about. Yeah, I know it's not I, terribly efficient. It's not an that's efficient a little use weird. of your time. People are busy. They're doing things. I don't think I want to just stop somebody on the street. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I, how you doing? What's your name? What are you doing here? What are you out of here doing about today? This, Is that what you're suggesting about I this? do? Um, people have things they're doing. They're on Main Street for a reason. They're how many of your neighbors have you talked to, Ian? I actually went over and met a few of them yesterday. And why'd you go fact. over there? Well, because uh, Tom from A Candid World so was business. interested in interviewing them. I, I've talked to all... You You were at my housewarming party, is that right? That's right. Did you see both of my neighbors on either side there? I saw some people there. Well, I, I can tell you, both neighbors from both sides were there at my... Um, all right, more on the way here, 800-259-9231. Haven't heard any good suggestions from you yet. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, uh, they do include... The updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And you need to know about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. You've heard us talk about the Free State Project, a bunch of uh, liberty-loving activists all moving here to New Hampshire to get active for liberty and to socialize and talk about things that don't involve liberty. Believe it or not, liberty people actually can get together and talk about regular things, too. Uh, but you can come here and you can experience that. Or, of course, if you are at the Liberty Forum, there's a good chance conversations will skew towards liberty. I mean, it, it is the Liberty Forum, uh, where hundreds of people will join together and have a good time. Network, there will be speakers, and it'll be a blast. I guarantee you, uh, you can join up and get signed up and learn more at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You don't have to be a free stater. This can be something where you're just coming up to check out New Hampshire and learn what some of these folks are like, meet them in person. It's a really wonderful experience. 2009 FT and there's regular socializing that goes on, too. Uh, Julia, you had a great time last year when we were doing some of the after-hours uh, partying, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's all I really care about when it comes <laughs> to those things. I don't want to stand around and talk about liberty. I've already moved here. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. The code you need for a 10% discount is 2009FTL. 2009FTL for a 10% Discount. So uh, we are talking about uh, something that Mark sort of slipped in last hour that I wanted to expand into a, a greater conversation, suggesting that he thought that I was unhealthy. And I happen, of, of course, to disagree. I think I'm in uh, fine health. I feel great. I'm satisfied with my life. But, Mark, for whatever reason, you're attempting to, you know, uh, influence me to do what it is that you think will help me be uh, a better, well-rounded person uh, by stopping and talking to random people on the street or something like that. 
And so, I don't even know where we left off. I because we continued yeah. the conversation during I've the got break, some which was to, probably a mistake. I've got some things to say. So in the past, I've definitely made these accusations that you're a hermit and all that other stuff. And I feel that you've worked on those things. You had progress in that area, and to the point where I wouldn't have ever brought it up again. You brought it up tonight. You asked me if I thought you're unhealthy. I said, you know, that I think that there's some areas that you that I could see some growth in. That I'd like to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some more growth in for you. And you know, if if those those old statements, I feel you've conquered what I've had to say. If they if you found them hurtful, I'm sorry that you were hurt. At the same time, if you found them that hurt motivating, I'm glad that you had some growth in that area. I you know no, you didn't motivate me. I was just doing what came naturally. It's just easier to have friends up here because I I get along with. There are people that are here that have a uh, natural uh, inclination to be friendly. Uh, they they uh, were compatible on a certain basic level that makes you know makes it easy to build a friendship on top of. Whereas where I came from, I was focused more on my work and focused more on you know getting to New Hampshire. I had different goals at that time. Now my goals here are different. My goal I'm here. I'm settled. Uh, I've got my business and that's still important to me and i have julia and she's really important to me so whatever little time i have left i like to socialize with people that i get along with and you're saying basically the message i'm getting from you is that's not good enough you should socialize with people that you don't know whatsoever ian um i don't want to put it in the realm of good or bad i'd like to see some growth for you in this area that's what i keep saying over and over again and and you're 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 interpreting it as though you're a bad uh, broken individual and I'm not Which saying I know I'm that. not. I feel fine. I, you're interpreting as though I'm saying that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. I'm you're say- just saying I'm not well-rounded enough. Right. I, For you. I, I, I think that For you're... For me, I feel feel great. I, and, and I know you do. I, I yeah. know you do. I'd <laughs> like to see you have more interaction with people in those areas and be sort of, I, I, you know... People in the areas that I don't associate in. People in right. areas that I, I am not interested people, in. Right. I want you to talk to people about things that you're not interested in. And I want What's you to talk point of to people that you're not interested in talking to. Why? Why <laughs> should I waste my precious time with doing things like that? I have things that are priorities to me that I would much rather spend my time doing. And you're saying, ah, forget about your priorities in life. You should go and talk to people that you have no common interests with. Okay. Um, that doesn't make a goddamn go, bit of sense. Go talk to your neighbors then. You have the common interest of I've having... I've talked to them, but they're my neighbors, and the, just because they live in close proximity to me doesn't mean we'll be great buddy friends. In fact, I think it might be best if I don't talk to the neighbors, because then they might not like me because of my viewpoints, which might in, in, end up coming out in those conversations. Uh, it's, it's that fear... I don't want to piss my neighbors off. It's that fear right there that bothers me, um, that you, you have this, this fear that your neighbors are not going to like you. I've got a neighbor down the street who's... Snitched me out to the government, allegedly. People do this all the time. If you were more out there and talking to your neighbors, perhaps that person would have spoken to you. Maybe you would have been, would well, have anyway, been one of the Well, anyway, these neighbors are very nice. The neighbors that I met, right. very nice folks. I could absolutely have a conversation with these people, but I feel like that's imposing. They've got their lives. They just happen to live near me. They already have their friends. Why? It seems like, oh, hey, let's you're have assuming, some coffee. You're assuming that their life has, uh, you know, doesn't have but room doesn't in it But doesn't the door swing you? both ways, Mark? Shouldn't they also be coming over here and introducing themselves and asking me out for coffee? Doesn't the door swing both ways? I think it does. And since they aren't doing that, it's clear that they aren't interested in expanding their social circles. And neither am I. I've got plenty of friends. I've got plenty of associates. I don't need more of it. 
I really don't. I don't need more people vying for my uh, my attention and my time. I can I can fill as much of my time with social stuff as I want to with the amount of people that I know today. It was like somebody was telling me uh, recently. There's a guy that organizes the Live Free or Die fest, uh, fest here in the Monadnock region. He lives in Jaffrey, which is a different town. It's a little ways. It's like a half an hour drive. And there was a bit of a controversy over uh, some of the the organizational things uh, that was just going on on the internet. And uh, one of the guys online suggested, well, you should get to know this guy because he's a good guy and blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, I, I have no doubt he's a good guy, but he lives in Jaffrey and I live here in Keene. I've got plenty of people here in Keene that I need to spend time getting to know before I go out and get to know people elsewhere. So I've already got people that I am currently getting to know, Mark, on various different levels. And you're suggesting I need to go and expand that even more. I've already got enough. I barely have enough time to do anything besides hang out with Julia, and I think that's fine. I'm quite satisfied with the life that I have today. Just because it's not satisfying to you or because you think there's a deficiency... That's your problem and something you have to deal with. I feel healthy. I feel fine. My interactions with people are incredibly normal and they're productive. So I don't feel like there's any effort, there's any need in my life to go and meet all the neighbors and go hang out with them because they don't feel the same way about me. Obviously, they're not coming asking me to hang out with them. So why should I bother? You know, man. It's clear I can't communicate with you on the subject. I think you've communicated. I think I've understood what it is you're saying. Do you feel like I haven't processed correctly what it is that you're suggesting? It's Where's clear, the breakdown? It's clear you have no value for this, for the 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 ability the the ability to get into other people's worlds to an, enjoy. Being... I'm in other people's worlds, man. Who's who's? All kinds of different people. Okay, I don't need more. I don't need to force my way into other people's worlds. I don't need to impose not, myself. By knocking on a door and talking to a neighbor, you are not forcing anything, my friend. And you well, except it, if they might have been in the kitchen doing to, something with their time. Take you know, it, I'm sure they weren't just sitting there waiting for Ian to show up at the front door. At, well, who knows what they were waiting for? Life brings you all either. kinds of pleasant surprises, it my sure friend. It sure does. And I've got plenty of surprises and plenty of things to occupy my time with. Thanks for the suggestions. You know, 800 it's sad that I know your neighbor behind you's name, and you don't. Robert. 800-259-9231. Oh, so there, Mark. C. what do you know about me? Jack nah. Squat. 800-259-9231. That's the single CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. By the way, I am told there are some phone issues at the network tonight, which if you're trying to call in and having trouble, that may explain why. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231, though I haven't heard anyone say they've been having trouble calling in, so I don't know. I know they've been some calls have been dropped off the line while they've been on hold, and so apologies to anyone who's called and had issues like that. Uh, if you do know the AMP call-in lines, you are welcome to utilize that. Uh, also, we've got schools. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to the schools thing, because I know, Julia, you had a, a drug-related story. I don't know if you still have that. Can you pull that up? 
Is that possible? Yeah, I have it. All right. So also, you need to know about the Institute for Humane Studies. They are offering free seminars over spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. And they'll go out on the street and meet regular people, too. <laughs> Participation's free. IHS <laughs> provides housing and meals during the conference. Apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or at Emory University from March 14th through the 19th. That's in Atlanta, by the way. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information. By the way, this is open to undergraduates, graduate students, as well as recent graduates. So go to LibertarianSeminars.com and get yourself some extra info there. Julia, do you have that story about the drug thing? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, uh, This is a story that I found interesting. It's it's about drug dogs, a company that's been opened up in New Jersey. Um, that rents drug dogs out. Mm. Um, and what I find interesting about it is I don't necessarily have a problem with a private company opening up and offering this service because it's a service that some parents like, obviously. My problem some control with it, freaks. Yeah, like, yeah. My problem with it is that it's it's a societal norm and a societal view that's based on really bad laws that have been going on for a really long time. And I think there's a lot of misinformation when it comes to drugs out there. So um, Allie is a highly trained German shepherd that spent eight years on the narcotics patrol with the New Jersey police force, hunting down drug smugglers at airports and drug dealers on inner city streets. Post-retirement, he's working in the private sector, sniffing teenagers' (laughs) bedrooms. Allie and his handler are now working for a new company in New Jersey called Sniff Dogs. The company, which also conducts business in Ohio, rents drug-sniffing dog canines to parents for $200 an hour. Wow. That's a lot of money. Not you cheap. You must be really, really psycho about that drugs. Dr- that dog's drinking and eating out of gold doggy bowls. <laughs> It was started by this year by Deborah Stone, who says her five trained dogs can detect heroin, cocaine, crystal meth, and ecstasy. Hmm. The dogs' noses are so sensitive that they can smell a marijuana seed from up to 15 feet away and marijuana residue on clothing from drugs smoked two nights ago. One of the selling... One of the selling points of this service? Avoiding the kind of confrontation that comes with drug tests. Pat- Wait, that's not confrontational, bringing it a drug dog in? Yeah. The kind of confrontation well, that one gets with drugs? I guess the idea is you do it while your kid's right. at school. Right, you do it while your kid's at school, and then you say, look, I found the drugs, you know, uh, I guess. I don't well, know. You get like, the information. That, and That's then not you confrontational do, either. You get yeah, the right? information and decide what you're going to do with it. I see. I guess. Pat Winterstein of Washington, New Jersey, was curious about the unusual speciality and turned to the dogs to search her teenager's bedrooms. Most kids will deny it. And then where do you turn? Said Winterstein, who has three children, the youngest of whom is 14. Not knowing is worrisome. It's nice to know you can have someone to turn to. Now, that to me is a really weird statement. Not knowing is worrisome. Are you going to stop worrying when you know that your kid's smoking pot? If you're worried enough to go get a drug dog, I doubt it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would seem like... What what do you do with that? Oh, okay, now I know. I'm not worried anymore. Well, <laughs> having information is better than not having information and dealing with a, a, an issue. 
I, you know, I'm sort of on two sides of this. I, I feel that a parent, being a parent, uh, you know, of, of a, a, a seven-month-old who's unlikely to be doing drugs, um, I, I do think that the, the parents have certainly the right in their house to do what they want. I agree. Certainly not. Uh, so certainly. But at, at the same time, I hear what you're saying, is that a parent that could be doing this could be creating... Uh, you know, situations with their with their child that, uh, you know, just aren't dealing with the problem in the best manner. Let my mom like if my mom had had the money and the resources for this, um, my mom would have been the kind of mom who would have done this. And let's let's talk for a minute about my relationship with my mother. Please. I let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. People would love to talk about that. <laughs> now, I'm nice to my mother in that I answer her phone call once every three months. Uh, I tolerate her. I humor her by uh, answering the questions she asks me. I don't know who's worse. I mean, between you and I as far as, like, <laughs> but who has I have the most dysfunctional relationship? absolutely zero respect for the woman. And I, I don't even really like her. I only tolerate her because I pity her. And that's not really a good thing to say about your mother. But I feel the, about the same way. But the truth is, when I was growing up, this is one issue where we had a real problem because I... Drugs? uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drugs. I became interested in drugs when I was 14 and I started doing drugs and I felt like I was careful. I did a lot of research online and looked up information on drugs and I've never had a bad experience with drugs, actually, and I've never overdosed on drugs and I feel like I never did too much. you personally had a bad, bad experience. Well, that wasn't me, though. That That's was, what he was saying. You have never had a bad experience. No, I personally. personally have never had a bad experience on drugs. Um, and while I was growing up, my mom would get in my face and like ask me if I was doing drugs. And I, of course, would deny it because she'd be screaming and crying hysterically while asking me. And she would never listen to any information I would have about drugs. Like, well, what I, can you know? You're 14. I know way, 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 way more than my mom knows about drugs. Yeah, but their attitude is they've been around longer, so what the hell do you know? You're just a teenager. So, so by doing this, I it created a real level of resentment on my part. And even though I don't do some of the things that I did when I was a, a teenager, and even though I, I am... A lot. I mean, I've matured in so many ways. Obviously, I can admit that there were definitely things I did that were immature in my teens. Um, I still carry that with me. I just don't have much respect for her as a person. Do you think you'd have more respect for her if she sort of said, "Well, Julia, I don't agree with what you're doing. I, I, I think you, you know, obviously, if you had a better co- sort of conversational manner, that'd be good in the beginning. If like if she had been open with you and you guys have been talking about these things, that would have been helpful. But even if uh, if she had just simply said, "Well, I, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I hope you're going to just stay safe." Right. Well, would that was more that was not an option. Being safe was not an option, and to me, it was zero. You know, it her was way or the highway, right? It was abstain from yeah. drug use whatsoever. And to me, abstinence only is a really, really bad. Whether you're talking about sex, whether you're talking about drugs, I think it's a really, really, really bad parenting method. I think it's a really bad thing to teach your children because just say no doesn't work. If you want to do it anyway, you're going to do it anyway. And I'm very fortunate when it comes to both sex and drugs, that I did not mess up because 
I did some stupid things. Well, your mom certainly wasn't guiding you. So, you're, yeah, you're saying you're fortunate because you kind of were just going into the world and, and you're hearing things from your friends. And luckily you were looking. You had an, an Internet to turn to. I mean, 20 years. If you had been a teenager 20 years earlier, you wouldn't have had that option. Uh, so it would have been all what you heard from your friends. And that's not hardly ever any good information. Um, so by the fact that your mom was restricting the conversation and yeah, essentially shutting it down. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Any of it. I wasn't allowed to talk about alcohol. I wasn't allowed to talk about drugs. And I wasn't allowed to talk about sex. And if I brought any of those things up, it meant that I was automatically doing it. And my mom was crazy. And right. she was your your mom couldn't even say the word sex, right? Yeah. My mom S- called it the e- S word. X. Yeah. I couldn't even, she couldn't even say it. And so it didn't make me not have sex at all. It didn't make me not do drugs. In fact, it probably made me do them more because I resented what she had to say to me so much. But now, just as an adult, I feel like my mom's parenting methods were so pathetic. And I feel like as a human being, my mom's very childish and has this real inability to talk about things and is extremely close-minded. And those just aren't the qualities I like in a person. And I feel like our relationship has really suffered, and I may never, I may feel like this forever. I mean, I just don't like her. Now, talk about a woman who has issues with communication. More on the way here, 800 259 9231. This has been a really good uh, personal hour. And if you guys have any comments, chime in. If you've got a similar story, similar uh, bad relationship with parents, or maybe a glowing relationship, 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for your call. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Buy whatever it is you need in life. Over 41 categories in which to shop. There's a lot of stuff there, and it's the brands you trust as well. Uh, Plus, a lot of third-party sellers. I mean, you can find all kinds of stuff on Amazon. So head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And remember, if you need to save a few bucks, you know, times are tight and all that, well, Amazon has used items. So plenty of ways to save and get the stuff that you need for life. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You enter through that link, and FreeTalkLive will get a cut. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com live.com plus need to tell you about keen freedom fest it's happening this weekend on sunday freekeen.com and free minds tv bring it to you uh and you're going to be able to meet all kinds of liberty oriented people different organizations from here in new hampshire so if you're in the new hampshire uh, area the west uh, western area of new hampshire stop on by if you're up in uh, new england it might be uh, might be worth the trip there's gonna be a lot of folks out there having a good time in fact it's gonna be the biggest uh, freedom fest so far as uh, mike who is organizing it one of the new movers here uh, from, uh, part of the Free State Project, has really gone above and beyond the call of duty. I mean, I was just, I kind of handed it off to him because I just didn't feel like, I mean, I, I could have made the phone calls to get some people to show up. I was like, oh, let's pass it on. Maybe somebody else wants to take the ball. Man, did he take the ball and run uh, run with it. He created KeenFreedomFest.com, which is a great little website promoting the event. He's really rounded up a whole bunch of uh, great organizations to be out there. And there's even going to be live music uh, this time around, which is uh, pretty cool. It's, Very cool thing. Yeah, it's really turning into an event. Uh, and it is, you know, it's not just outreach. It's also socializing. It's also gambling. People are going to be playing some cards. I think there's going to be a dice game going on. So uh, there's going to be a little civil disobedience component to it as well. So come on out between 11 and 2 o'clock. Get the details at keenfreedomfest.com. Uh, Julia, you're telling us a story here 
about drug dogs. Apparently now parents that have uh, money to burn can hire a drug dog to come into their home at a rate of $200 an hour, and they can actually, well, I guess, find out if their kids uh, are stashing drugs somewhere in their room. I mean, it used to be that mom would have to go through the drawers in the dresser and all that, but now she can just bring the drug dog in and have right. the dog do most of the work for and her. There's a few quotes in here that I find really disturbing. One of the mothers who, who had it said, she'll keep doing the test periodically. She didn't oh, wow. find tests. She didn't find any drugs, but she's going to keep doing the test just to ensure that her children stay free of drugs. I got a little message for you. Once your kids figure out that you're putting drug dogs in the room, they're going to keep their drugs at their friends' houses. Well, and assuming they have them, and and this is really the thing. If your kids want to do drugs, there's they're really going to not do it. much you're going to be able to do about it. Hopefully, you can create a relationship with your child that's going to have them... Uh, access you as a, as a resource if they right. decide to do such a thing and they're going to have such a good relationship with you that they'll be less likely to want to do such a I thing. I agree with you. A because drug dog. I, I, I'd, like to, I, I'd like to give the, the counter example to Julia here. My mom um, sort of f- felt like she you know, raised me in the manner that she was going to raise me and then mm-hmm. at uh, age at 12 I had a job. You know, I was working, uh, you know, 20 hours a week at 14 or something like that. I did, too. And that's one of the things I found particularly insulting about the whole thing was how responsible I was. Well, she she cracked down on you. Uh, my mom essentially let go. She had, uh, you know, she had her own things she was dealing with. She had, uh, you know, she worked 60 hours a week as an engineer. She was busy. She decided, well, you know, I've raised a young man here and I'm going to, um, you know, leave him to, to his own devices. Well, when I switched from a... Uh, private Christian school to a public uh, school, I, I, you know, things blew up for me. And, you know, her letting me go, there was there was no rain on it. I got into all kinds of trouble before she even knew about I was in trouble. I was so deep in trouble, there was nothing she could ever do about it. So I'm not, I think that maybe if she had had a drug dog, that that might have given her some clue. I'm not saying that it's a good idea. I'm just saying that you should develop a relationship with your child where they consider you you to be a resource because that's the one thread between the two stories here that uh, is missing. Um, there's no relationship. There's not the relationship in that manner. There's a p- parent-child relationship where they're the parent, you're the child, and you keep crap from them. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's I'm, healthy. That's not, it's, it's not going to work. I'm of the opinion, and obviously this is just my opinion, I do not have children, but I really strongly believe this, and I feel like I would have benefited benefited from it a lot um is that you should have the kind of relationship obviously not the sexual aspect of it and the romantic aspect of it but you should have the sort of relationship that you would have with your lover with your children as far as openness and being able to talk to them some people don't even have that with their lovers right well (laughs) and do you think that might come from having a relationship with a family that was also very restrictive and authoritarian right. in that in that manner i mean if you don't if if you're not when you're raising your kids if you aren't communicating with them effectively how can you expect them to learn how to effectively communicate with the people that they end up uh, hey. interacting with in their lives Obviously, human beings are so much more complex than any other animals, but when you're talking about animals raising their cubs or whatever, the purpose of raising children is obviously procreation so the species doesn't die out, but you want to just make it so that you want to teach them everything they need to know to be able to survive on their own. And I feel like, obviously, human beings have a much... uh, larger brain and it's much more complex so obviously emotions things like that come into play that don't come into play with animals however 
I feel like what you should be doing for your child and what's really going to benefit them is not hovering over them and babying them, but giving them the information and skills that they need to know to be able to survive on their own. Yep. Yeah, the irony of all this, of course, is that uh, Julia doesn't want to have kids. <laughs> so That's the only reason I want to have kids is to prove that I could raise a kid without being a psycho. That's the only pro for me. Well, all the other drugs are, are real life, and it's something that you have to deal with as as far as having children. And to assume that you can say, "Don't do drugs it. are bad," and that you shouldn't do them, and that's it. That's not that. It's just not uh, dealing and with the, the, also, the issue. To paint all drugs under one giant umbrella of just this big bad drugs is wrong. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but drugs are not all the same. They're all completely different. And if you as a parent have alcohol in your fridge and you tell your kid not to do drugs, you're a hypocrite. And they can see that too. I mean, kids can see that. Yeah. Look, but see, but and and this is this is something that doesn't that still doesn't jibe for me. My parents never drank. My parents didn't yeah. do any drugs. So the, mine the, didn't the, either. The fact mine is, didn't either. mine didn't have any idea that these things could happen. And so I think that the drug dog thing is is a tool that perhaps they could use. I I think you've got to be very careful with something like this. But if you're it, bringing a drug dog into your home, you 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 have no relationship with your children. Right. I mean, you are trying to compensate for your bad parenting by bringing in an authoritarian uh, sort of force. What are you going to do if you've got a 16 or 15 or 16 or 17-year-old kid that you don't currently have? You're hearing our voices. You're, you get an epiphany. Uh, the, the archangel Gabriel comes down and says, oh, my God, I've got you know, to deal with this issue. Now, so, I mean, I think that's a tool for parents that they need to have information. Look, if your kid doesn't have any drugs in their room and never had any drugs in their room, acting like they do and, hey, I'm hipping down. Let's talk about drugs. That's not going to do any good either. That's going to alienate. You're the saying kid too. what does a parent do if they've been lousy all up until up until this yeah, time and they want to turn problems. it around? That's got to be tricky. I don't know how to answer that question, well, but you've got to start somewhere. Perhaps. And I don't think you start by bringing in a drug dog. I think you start by sitting down and saying, you know, son, I've made some mistakes. As a parent, I mean, they don't give you a no, book with look, all the answers. Look, and look, look, man, my dad, my dad was certain that I was in a satanic cult, okay? So he would talk to me all the time about satanic cults, as though he knew something about satanic cults, and I should go to him as a reference on satanic cults, and he was going to help <laughs> me and all this other stuff. Look, no, you need to have information to talk to your kid about drugs who's not doing drugs and this isn't an issue or something like that. I think well, you can can drive them away. My dad damn sure drove me away. Stop talking to me about satanic cults, man. But I feel like if you have a good relationship with your children and you've had a good relationship with children because you've spent 15 years building this relationship, you could be on, you could ask them, do you have drugs? And they're going to know that you're not going to freak out on them. No doubt. Because I lied to my mom because she was scary. Right. And psycho. I, I'm just saying, I think there's a tool. It, it, it can be used in, you know, it, it can be, it can, it has some dangerous aspects. It's like a handgun. There's some the bad things you can do with this drug dog uh, situation, but I think that there's some good. Too. I don't think there's anything good that can come out of bringing a drug dog in. There. I it's think gonna having show information, your, I think, you don't trust I think them. Bringing a drug dog. How in are you going to show them that if the they don't know? Same, the same tactic as snooping around, digging through your kids' drawers and stuff yeah, like that. What it and, is. Oh man, did that piss me off. It shows that they don't have any respect for your uh, your possessions. I understand it's my house, so I have the right to search your room. Okay, fine, fine. But it shows that you don't have any respect for what your kids right. have and, and their privacy. I understand that there are some legal concerns when it, when it comes to having illegal drugs in your house. If it's your house, you could potentially get in trouble, and I understand all that. But I feel like for most parents, that's not the issue. It's drugs are bad. 
My yeah, kid I don't think do too them. many parents have had their houses stolen from them because their kid got caught with a joint. I don't think that happens very often. Nope. All right, we're done. Vinny in here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.